Hi, this is Jen of JenniferThayerKnight.com. Jesus will return to fulfill his names, faithful and true, King of kings, Lord of lords, and word of God. And what shall we do while we wait for him? This week's post, Our Heavenly Warrior. One thing you've probably learned about me is that I love horses. If you've been around horses for any amount of time, you quickly learn of their quirkiness. You would think that these massive creatures would be courageous. Well, they are until they come in contact with a plastic bag, a puddle, or anything new for that matter. Since my noble steed was once an action movie horse, he was in the movie Magnificent Seven, the new version, not much phases him until he sees a hose. Yes, a hose. The other day as I walked him from the pasture to where I would tack him up, he kept one eye fixed on this hose that was lining the fence. And you do not want him to step on one while you're riding. You ask why? Well, horses hate snakes. Hoses remind them of snakes. And snakes don't like horses either. Which I don't think is by accident. The Bible begins with the deception of the serpent and ends with our mighty warrior coming back on a horse. Just something for you to think about. There are many days I look up at the sky and think, Lord, today would be a great day for you to return. Have you ever thought this? As we get further from the time Jesus left the earth, I believe our longing grows deeper for his return. When I lost my dad, one scripture that got me through was Revelation 19.14. Knowing my dad would be among the armies of heaven, riding behind Jesus, filled me with the hope that I had lost in his death. Even more, this imagery would lead me to thinking of the glorious day when our Savior will break through the clouds on his majestic white horse, conquering everything that the ancient serpent tried to destroy. Imagine this magnificent scene with me for a minute. The sky will roll back, exposing the heavens, and there we will see a majestic white horse carrying Jesus, called Faithful and True. What a refreshing name. In a world where we don't always know what to believe, who to believe, or fake news, or all of this, to know that we can trust him means so much. John using this name right here in the Battle of Armageddon is profound. This is the climatic event of all the chaos the enemy has brought to this world. And here we see Jesus break through the turmoil with this name, Faithful and True. The Lamb, as we know him, will return as a mighty warrior. We will be in awe as we see him coming with eyes blazing like fire and the many crowns that will adorn his head, showing us that he is conqueror of all nations. We will see a name written on him, but only he will know what it means. He will wear a blood-drenched robe that will remind us of his ultimate sacrifice and the reason that we are able to unite with him. Now we will see the third name in this section of scripture, the word of God. He is the fulfillment of everything. As we learned before, he is the beginning and the end. Here we see that completely fulfilled. If we can even break our gaze away from him, we will see the armies of heaven behind him, also on white horses. 
These writers are all of those that have gone before us in Christ, and each one will be wearing white robes to represent the righteousness because of their faith in Christ. Our eyes will return to Jesus when we see the sharp sword coming from his mouth. He will use the sword to judge the nations. With this sword that we also saw referred to as the word of God in Ephesians 6, he will win the great battle. Now, are you ready for my favorite part? On his robe and on his thigh, he will bear the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The burdens of this life seem to lift when I think of this victory. Knowing Jesus will overcome everything brings the peace and encouragement I need to press on. We read in the final chapter of Revelation that Jesus is coming soon. This does not always seem that relevant because it's been 2,000 years. So what is he waiting for, you might ask? I would have to believe that 2 Peter 2, 1-4 gives us this answer. From the NIV, it says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Jesus wants to spend eternity with as many of us as possible. His love for us is more than we can fathom, and I truly believe he is giving the time that is needed for as many to share in the wedding feast with him as possible. Once again, this leaves us with the two commandments, love one another and go and make disciples of all nations. Thank you so much for listening. In the show notes, you will find several links. You'll find a link to my contact page where you can connect with me and share your prayer requests with me. You will also find a link for healing scriptures, scriptures that you can pray for yourself or for your loved ones. Again, I would love to pray for you and thanks for listening.